0: Thank <music> you. Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Thank you very much for joining me on the program this morning. Appreciate uh, you being here very, very much. Hope you're having a uh, a good morning here. Getting out and uh, maybe enjoying a little bit of early morning fishing. Doesn't sound like such a bad idea. And if I could have gotten rolling uh, quickly enough, <laughs> I probably could have done that, but It's one of those, like, uh, you know, you just kind of roll over, and it's like, yeah, okay, I just. Five more minutes is all, Yeah, Eh, That's the way it goes sometimes. Anyhow, (laughs) I'm glad you're here anyway. I just want to say, too, that WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by uh, Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. Thanks, Tony, for, uh sponsoring the program this morning and uh I, yeah again uh, you know i don't know if you've had a chance to get out and do any fishing this past week you know it's been okay you know the, the good news is uh maybe i should say was um that the water has come down although i'm looking at the uh, chart here this morning eh, man i'm you know uh, try to be optimistic about these things but it's rough right now. I mean, the river stage is sitting at nine six and uh, the flow is uh, probably about 85, 86,000 uh, cubic feet per second. Um, at least up by, uh, Dresbach, anyway. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, it's just, it's not coming down, you know, makes it more of a challenge and it's going to go back up actually, uh, next Late next week, it's supposed to uh, kick back up over uh, back over ten feet again. You know, from all the rain that we've uh, that we've gotten, yeah, it's going to be a, it, it's it's just another yeah, just another challenge. And I don't, you know, I and and I was looking at the uh, the driftless angler this morning a little bit. Now I can't get the darn report up. Come on come on there we go yeah um i mean the fish you know and if you want to you know trout fishing i'd probably be more inclined to give a try this weekend anyway or at least find you know find some creeks whatever maybe find some lakes uh but, yeah, it's going to be a challenge this weekend. You know, And, again, depending on where you go, uh, a friend of mine was thinking about doing some trout fishing up by Ettrick this weekend, and I, I'm, I haven't seen any reports up there, but I know they got a bunch of rain up there. So it's I'm like I, I I'd recall seeing last night on the – it's like, what was it, Decorah got in six hours got like three and a half inches of rain. So I'm thinking uh, – You can kind of check off Iowa, some of those streams perhaps for, uh, for fishing, but eh. they're stained anyway. Uh, I'm looking at the, like I said, the driftless report here, but, uh, um, said they're, they're stained, but fishable. They're running a little muddy anyway, but cool things off. That's for sure. Um, Certainly, if you want to get out and do a little uh, a little fishing, I'd maybe just concentrate kind of in the Lacrosse area. You know, um, that wouldn't—I uh, don't think that would be such a bad thing. You know, there's plenty of places very close by here that you can uh, that you can check out. Here, that's my suggestion anyway for the uh, Powerhouse Marine Hotspot report. Check out some of the the real local streams, like uh, um, you know. Maybe head out by the uh, the shrine, the uh, Morwin Cooley Creek. Um, that's not necessarily a, a bad place. Um, some of those streams I don't think would be, uh, would be too bad. Um, Berry Creek, uh, Berry Mills, out that way if you can find access. Um, you know, some of those places didn't necessarily get as much rain. We all got some rain, but... They should be, those places should be clearing off. You won't have to dry very far. Let's put it that way. So, but if you, you know, and, and, you know, small hoppers, uh, the thing I like about now anyway, is you can fish some of those nice terrestrials that are <laughs> for me anyway, as I get older, sure, a whole lot easier to see on the, uh, on the water than some of those little tiny mayfly patterns and things like that. Scud patterns would work too, and, and don't overlook the fact too. You know, a nice uh, uh, leech pattern or worm pattern, San Juan worm pattern. You know, trout love a good worm, that's for sure. And it doesn't matter if it's the real deal or <laughs> if it's a uh, if you're doing some fly fishing as well. You know, spinning reels are allowed on on trout streams. You can do that, so. And it certainly looks like anyway this morning anyway for a while it uh, you won't have to worry about the the Sun or anything and you know I mean temperature wise it shouldn't be uh, <clears throat> too bad uh, later in the afternoon would be good as well to uh, to check out so again you know stay close to home here stay close to the lacrosse area and uh, I you know certainly you certainly can find some trout and again there's plenty of places to uh, uh, check out, like I said, Mormon Cooley Creek's a good spot, um, that I don't think, uh, you know, I think, you know, your dedicated trout fishermen know a lot about, but if, if you're not, that maybe that familiar, that's a great place to, uh, uh, to check out. Um, certainly, uh, um, might not be bad. I, you know, maybe check out some of the areas, uh, up near Sparta. Um, some of those, uh little creeks in that area in there like right in sparta um those aren't bad places to uh to try as well now as far as <laughs> fishing on the mississippi goes yeah it is a challenge i mean we're dealing with uh again high water it's coming down but man i my impatience is showing because it's not coming down fast enough I, I was hoping that it would be coming down a lot quicker but it's not going to happen, but the reports that I'm seeing anyway, um, you know, if you're looking for, uh, looking for the fish, you're going to have to kind of get back in there, get back in some of those backwater areas, some of those places that are kind of flooded out right now. Um, some of those shallow places that, uh, uh you know, if you're looking for panfish or crappies, bluegills, uh, you know, they're going to be up in those weeded area weedy areas and and trees and things like that um i'm seeing one report here that you know now maybe it would be a good time uh, for bluegill fishing and this is one of the lo- ways i love to do it so i'm gonna have to maybe think about breaking out the gear and trying that over at the lagoon and seeing if seeing how well it works um but uh um Little surface lures like little poppers, little panfish poppers. Man, that's fun. It's nowhere near as cool as, uh, um, like, say, you know, topwaters for bass. It's not quite as, you know, violent and visual, but, you know, hey, when a, little, when a blue, nice bluegill comes and sucks in that little popper you've got, hey, that's a lot of fun. That's cool. And you can always go with the you know the typical bobber and a chunk of night crawler. You're never going to fail with that. Um, some of the other action as we increase in size here, walleye fishing, you know, it, it's been it's been kind of hard. Um, it, fish fish the bottom, um, chunk of night nightcrawler, um, bouncing crawlers on the bottom is what uh, what I'm hearing is is working. So, you know, if you can kind of get near the main channel area and, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. Um, bass fishing, they're working, the, you know, you're going to be in the weeds and, and the shoreline, working the shoreline again off that current. Um, even though, like I said, the current is down, it's still, eh, it's still moving at a fairly good clip. Um, and uh, the northerns. Are again also in the the weeds. Um, I think Lake On Alaska probably would be a good spot for that. Yeah, the water's up in there, but uh um, there's a lot of places in there where you know there isn't a ton of current, but there's enough movement that you know you're going to find the bait fish, and then you'll find the northerns, and I suspect you'll find the bass as well. So don't be terribly surprised. You do a little bass fishing, you know, for largemouth and things like that, that you're going to catch some northerns too. So that's just kind of part and parcel sometimes of uh, the way things go. So, But carp are still staging for spawn. And I still contend that that if you you want to tie into some really great fishing uh, with great fight, and again, some of the larger and largest fish on the river, uh, start tying into some carp. You know yeah you can catch and release it but you know what you get a good tussle going on with car you're not going to get that with uh uh your panfish and you know even bass or anything like that maybe northern um but and and probably some catfish as well um but uh, carp will put on a good fight when you uh when you get tied into some of those big bruisers in there and Certainly, as we all know, there are plenty of them in the river. Uh, I'm going to talk about catfish here just a, a little bit here because I'm going to get Jamie from Fat Cat Bait here on in uh, in a few minutes here, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, catfishing this morning. That's going to be the kind of the main focus of the program today. So uh, that's going to be coming up in just a couple of moments. But yeah, catfishing is starting to pick up, and we'll uh, we'll talk about. Uh, and, and I'll, I'll be perfectly honest, I don't know that I haven't gone catfishing, so I haven't done that much uh, in the way of, of, you know, getting some knowledge on that. So that's what I've got Jamie on for is to, you know, and that's what I do, bring on the experts and ask them questions and learn a little bit about uh, catfishing. We're going to do that in a few minutes here. So, um, but, yeah, that's kind of, you know, if you're going to be out this weekend, you know, i check out, you know, trout streams and I would check out, you know, you want to get out on the, the water, get the boat out. Yeah. Then I would maybe check out, uh, uh, like Lake On Alaska for some good fishing. So, um, but yeah, you're, you're going to want some vegetation if you're going to go out looking for northerns, bass, what have you. Um, and you're going to need probably a nice boat. Nice trolling motor to get back into some of those weedy areas as well, some of those flooded areas that uh, um, are going to be holding some of those some of those fish. So that is the uh, powerhouse marine hotspot report this morning here on WKTY. It's uh, coming up on eight twenty-two. I'm going to take a short break, get uh, Jamie from Fat Cat Bait on the phone, and then uh, we're going to talk a little catfishing here when WKTY Outdoors continues in just a few moments on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM.
1: As a kid, you loved going to Grandma and Grandpa's house. It meant limitless exploring outside, running through the fields, playing in the barn, or a hike through the woods. They had the land. You roamed free. Get that freedom again. Talk to Tony Ryerson from Coldwell Banker River Valley Realtors. Land for hunting, farming, or timber, whatever you're looking for, Tony can find it. Make the smart investment. Get the plot of land you've always wanted and can finally afford. Your inner kid thanks you. Contact Tony at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com.
2: As a fisherman, you want your bait to be the best of the best. You know, sit back and enjoy the exhilaration as your bait does the work. Welcome to Fat Cat Bait and Tackle in Trempolo, where the bait is frisky, very frisky, like jolting, jerking, juddering, jumping right out of the bucket frisky. Live bait in shiners, rosy reds, spikes, willows, suckers, waxies, and beaver tail. And with all things fishing, it's your sunny summer fishing land. Fat Cat Bait and Tackle in downtown Trempolo. Live bait guaranteed to catch fish or die trying. FatCatBait.com.
0: Hi, I'm Fred, the guy that named my business wrong. I'm Jacob Scott, I'm part of Fred's Breaking Alignment on the north side of La Crosse. Now known as Unique Edge Auto Repair. My first meeting with Midwest Family Radio, somehow we came out with, why did I name my business wrong? I actually used to go to to Chuck's presentations and learn more and more about it. I did see Chuck Metford and that was sort of the convincing part that, hey, this has a place in my business consistency is what pays off and you learn that through chuck and, and through working with midwest we went from a two-bay shop to, to now eight bays the marketing has become a very important tool in my business our growth could not have happened without it unique edge came about because of the growth of our two companies go see chuck mefford and allow midwest family broadcasting help you invest in your business for now and into the future
2: If you'd like to talk smack, then don't miss the Jim Rome Show. I'll tell you another guy you don't want to roll up on. Pac-Man. In an airport. Some dude did, and it went very badly for him. Was him pardon? Frank Reagan. Have you seen the mugshot for Reagan? I mean, who doesn't love a mugger? I love all mugshots. All mugshots. Rare is the mugshot, though, is taken from a dude in a hospital bed. Why is he in the hospital bed? Because Pac-Man put him there. Why did Pac-Man put him there? Because Pac-Man was walking through an airport, minding his own business seemingly, and Reagan chose to roll up on him. Now, Pac's taken a lot of heat over the years, because Pac's done a lot of things over the years. But I think that today I might be here to defend Pac-Man. This guy's minding his own business. So if you want to roll up on a guy like that, you're probably going to end up in a hospital bed, like Reagan did with a mugshot. Don't miss the Jim Rome Show, weekdays from 2 to 5 on WKTY.
0: hello and welcome back to wkty outdoors i'm kevin Millard. thank you very much for joining me this morning wkty outdoors is brought to you by tony ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com get the home or plot of land you've always wanted and joining me on the phone right now is uh, jamie from Fat cat bait good morning jamie how are things this morning up in uh, up in tremplo uh,
3: not too bad uh you know, riversize, so things are a little slow, but I uh, got catfish days up here, so yeah, some well, people by,
0: yeah. It's uh, how are things going with that?
3: Uh, uh just started last night, so uh, looks like the weather's going to cooperate, so it should go pretty good.
0: Yeah, it doesn't sound. Week. Yeah, I was going to say it doesn't sound too bad uh, for the you know for the weekend anyway. So,
3: right? Yeah, the weather's been horrible, so. <laughs>
0: That's uh, that's true. That is true, and uh, I think we could do without some of the rain here for a while. So
3: that's for Yeah, sure. and the heat would be nice. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, it, it, the reason why I, I, I'm, I I've got you on the phone here this morning is to talk a little bit about uh, uh, a little bit about catfishing. So uh, get a chance for uh, uh, our listeners to uh, to learn a little bit more about. Uh, about catfishing, about this aspect of uh, of fishing that uh, they may not know an awful lot about, and uh, certainly uh, uh, would like your uh, like to share your expertise this morning on uh, on the best way to go about uh, going about catching some of the some of the biggest fish in the river. Actually,
3: yeah, they're they're fun. Uh, they're I, I call them the beasts of the river. So they <laughs> they had one heck of a fight
0: and i guess just and maybe start out with that you know how compare them to you know like uh, obviously size wise but uh, um you know in terms of a of a fight are they some of the toughest fighting fish on the on the mississippi
3: i would say yes um i would say the next one it would be a sturgeon but i think sturgeon's totally a different fight mm-hmm. they're more uh they're more you know, straight.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, flatheads uh they like to, uh, you know, burrow down deep and uh use that current to keep them down. Uh, I'd say, you know, a good forty, fifty pound flathead should, you know, if you're not horsing them in quick, it should take, you know, a good ten minutes to fight that fish and your your arms normally feeling it by the time you're done. So you get a good that, workout. That, yeah, you get a good workout, especially on those big ones, and it all depends on what time of the year too.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, like uh, right around the spawn in the spring, they're really aggressive, and you know, and then uh, in late fall too, they start to get really aggressive before they sure. feed up for
0: before winter. winter. Mm-hmm. And so, what are we kind of it right now? In sort of the um, the prime time, or, or are we kind of in between? seasons yeah. here right now or how, how you know is, is this really a good time of the year to uh, to go out and be doing some catfishing
3: uh flatheads you know normally no but this year it's it, it's been different i've uh the past week or two normally they're they're spawning but uh seems a little different this year guys are catching uh multiple uh like let's i'll give you an example up north mm-hmm. like Pool five a five. Uh, some of my customers are pulling out four or five thirty-pound plus fish in one night. Wow. Um, mostly females, mm-hmm. but uh, the males are still on their beds. But uh, it seems like the females dropped their eggs a bit early this year, so they're uh, catching a lot of spawned-out females right now. Um, normally, mm-hmm. you know, you you don't catch that many big ones. Uh, Kind of this time of year, it's a lot of small ones, twenty pounds and under. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's quite different this year. Guys are, uh, you know, with the high water, they're they're finding them. They're catching twenty flatheads mm-hmm. in, in one night. Well, then, and, and, uh,
0: yeah, I was going to say, ask if that was part of the reason since we've had this this kind of lengthy stretch of high water, how that has affected the affect um, affected I, the fishing.
3: I I, I think it's been positive this year mm-hmm. um I, I rarely hear guys catching 20 plus flatheads in one night so you know the high water's got them bunched up in areas and you find them they've been pulling them out cool. um i would say the you know the 40 plus pounders unless you're going to catch a female right now uh normally towards the end of july you're going to start catching mm-hmm. those big males again
0: okay all right and I. Uh, you what? Where are we? Where are they being found, or where can you find them? What are you What are you looking for uh, in terms of of structure and location for these uh, for these fish?
3: Well, right now you want to be hitting uh, wood piles, uh, you know, wing dams, uh, anywhere where they can build a nest. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be um, females. They should be. See the males kick the females out. So, uh, females should be pretty much anywhere. I mean, I'd, I'd be fishing a little deeper for them right now because the water's so mm-hmm. hot. Um, so maybe hit up some wing dams. They got some deep holes behind the wing dams, uh, on the edge of wing dams. Uh, like say, guys been doing really good up by the dams right now. Okay. Uh, uh Right now, you're gonna find them on current breaks. Uh, pretty much anywhere. Okay. Uh, fall's fall's different, a little bit different than spring. Uh, spring they're they're normally around spawning grounds. You know, um, any anywhere where they can build a nest, you're gonna find them. And then in the fall, they like to they like to start moving. So I like to consider. I, I like to look at fall like white-tailed deer hunting. You know, you mm-hmm. sit on the the path most
5: traveled sure
0: exactly yeah those 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 just yeah where they're gonna they've got those corridors if you will that they they like to move in and and stage up and get ready for uh for winter sure totally understand that and and and, and in terms of of um you know these kinds of kinds of places i mean there's there you know take your pick you've got you've got plenty of them plenty of these types of locations on the on the river is there any one place that you sort of like go to more so than others or you know uh, do they kind of hang out in the the same spots time after time you know if you find a couple of nice ones in one spot like you know on a wing dam or something like that is that going to be a place you're going to go back to and just yeah
3: I'll i'll give you an example um well, we call him Yellow Spot. The first, we, we caught Yellow Spot in one of our spots in 2009. Mm-hmm. I think he was 17 pounds. Um, we caught him for the next four years, four or five years, in the same exact spot. Um, and the last time we caught him, he was probably around 24 pounds. Wow. Um, and then one year, we just never caught him again. Mm-hmm. So. Uh but that went on for a good four or five years. It seems like they you know, like uh they, they radio tag these things and they'll they'll swim through four or five blocks in the spring going north and then they'll they'll take the same path back down in the fall. So they're they're they know what they're doing, they know where they're mm-hmm. going. Um so They'll, they'll so they'll
0: really migrate then in the course of a, over the course of a year.
3: Correct. Yeah. Um, so in the spring they come out of their their, their wintering holes and then they'll start migrating to their spawning areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times they just you know they head north. Uh, okay. And they'll take that same path back down in the fall, which is crazy. But uh, well, yeah, normally. That- Normally, they'll go back to the same spot, you know, if, if, if the river hasn't changed that spot. hmm Sure. Um, like, I'll give you another example. We used to have a really good spot. We'd pull four or five 40-pound fish out of there every year. hmm You know, and one year, that stopped. And the reason is, is because the water got high and it washed all the structure out of there.
4: Sure.
3: Um, so, that spot's no longer. We got to go find a new spot. Mm-hmm. So, um that that's pretty much how it's been for the past nine okay. ten years okay I've been doing it hardcore uh one spot might work for a couple of years and then it's no longer
4: okay
0: so now in terms of uh in terms of of technique, are you just uh when you're you're going at when you're you're targeting these fish, are you just sort of uh anchored in one spot are you you drifting over trolling how is uh what uh kind of kind of walk me through what uh what you're doing with the gear to uh to catch these fish
3: yeah all uh i've done mostly anchoring mm-hmm. um we've 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 drifted some I you like to drift you know late fall but mostly we're just anchoring up uh and, and covering that area Mm-hmm. You know, like an example is, you know, we'd anchor up behind the wing dam.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: There's always that washout hole back there. Sure. So we'll a lot of times we'll anchor up on the side of that, you know, put a couple of fish in the hole and then and then we'll we'll run our lines out the back towards towards the flat that comes up out of that hole. Mm-hmm. So at night, you know, or during the day they're hanging in that deep hole and then at night they're gonna come up on onto that flat and you know, look for fish to eat. Sure. So we want to hit, you want to hit that, that flat and the edge of that flat. So. And, and, and,
0: okay. And, and you've kind of touched on it a little bit too. So let, let me just ask, ask this as well. When is the, you, you know, you run some of the, you've, you've got tournaments here that you run through uh, fat cat bait um, throughout the course of the year. And it, most of these fish are caught at night. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Correct. Yeah, that's that's when um, they're the most active.
3: Yeah, I mean, for the guys that are targeting forty, fifty, sixty pounders,
4: mm-hmm. uh,
3: the best time is at night. I mean, you, you can. I mean, there's guys out there, uh, guys that guide during the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just you, you're going to have to get on top of them a little bit more during the day um, than you would at night because at night. That's when they're they're coming out uh, to ambush and eat and destroy other fish um, so that that that's pretty much all we've we've done is night fishing, um, but if a guy doesn't want to be you know fishing until three o'clock in the morning, uh like I say, you can do it during the day. it's just you're gonna have to switch it up a little bit and uh, instead of fishing fifteen yards from a Uh, Wood pile. You're going to have to get five yards, maybe even get on top of them. And
5: and is
0: is is there a a difference as well in terms of of their being aggressive more so during the day or more so at night than in during the daytime? Is or and how does that does that affect it as well?
3: No, no, they they'll smack it just as hard during the day, than they will at night. So. Mm Okay. Um, I don't think it matters. Uh, it's just, I think during the day, they aren't roaming as much. You know, they aren't moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, like at night. Okay. At night, they, they tend to do most of their moving. Um, that same radio tag study, the 50-pound uh, uh, fish that they tagged, it, it, it sat in one spot for a whole month. Wow. And they they thought it had died. Uh, but then, then it started moving, um, at night and it would just go in a straight line across the channel and then take that same line back to its hole. Um, and that's all it did. That's, that's as Hmm. far as it moved the whole summer. Wow. Um, so, you know, they're, they're hard fish to figure out. Mm -hmm. Uh, once you think you got them figured out, uh, everything changes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's I mean that just is kind of a kind of strange behavior that but obviously if yeah, you like, if 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 you're able to get to get to, to become a 50 pound catfish or whatever you're obviously doing something uh uh you're doing something right.
3: Right. Yeah. Uh, you know it, it takes a lot to learn the bottom of the river. I mm-hmm. think that's the whole, the whole key is to knowing what you're sitting on, you know. Um yeah. And then I, I, I like to tell people not to give up. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, I've had numerous people on my boat that it took them two years to catch a forty. Mm-hmm. Uh, once they caught that forty, it seems like they they come after that. Once you once 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 you get that first one, sure. it, it seems like you pick something up, and they're easier to get after that. So, mm-hmm. And and um,
0: I'm sorry. So, go ahead. Go ahead and finish your.
3: I was saying it's a lot of time though. You got to put a lot of time in uh, to getting them forty forty plus pound fish.
0: So yeah, you're not gonna. It, it's it's not a, a a a large numbers game. You know, like you you go catch bluegills or something like that. You can right. catch twenty in twenty minutes or less. You know, sometimes it just it, it's not that it's not that way with catfish.
3: Right, and I'm talking, you know, forty pound fish. Right. Right. Uh, you can go out and catch 15-pounders any day of the week. 40-pounders mm-hmm. are 40, 50, 60-pounders are, you know, they're the trophy everybody's looking for.
0: Exactly, exactly. And and is there any difference, too, between, say, like those 15-pounders and those, those 40, 50, 60, in terms of uh, are the smaller ones more aggressive when it comes to uh, uh, taking a lure?
3: Uh no, I mean mm-hmm. they're they're both the same. Uh, okay. You know, it's crazy. Uh sometimes you catch a 20 pounder that feels like a 40 pounder, I guess. Um mm-hmm. they, I guess you you know, you're right, they can be uh uh, uh the craziest thing. I, I you know, I catch 15 pounders all the time and uh, every once in a while I catch a 15 pounder with a red horse tail hanging out of its mouth. <laughs> so they're they're Eating fish that they can't fit down their belly, plus they're taking your bait and eating your bait. Wow. So um, once they're in that that mold, uh-huh. uh, they're just cycle. It's almost like they're crazed.
0: They just can't get enough. They just can't eat enough.
3: No, no, and it's they they got tails hanging out of their mouth and they're taking ten inch bluegills. <laughs>
0: 15 pound fish <laughs> mm-hmm. you know yeah that's uh, that's crazy. <laughs> hey, so let's 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 kind of shift gears just a little bit here and, and talk a little bit about what kind of mm. tackle that uh that you use in terms uh to go out and 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 catch these fish what uh what are you using for gear
3: uh all right so or what run, do you recommend so anyway th- yeah the reason why okay i, I got expensive equipment mm-hmm. uh just because i used to go five nights a week before I open the bait shop up. So you need that good equipment if you're fishing that much. But uh, I use a a St. Croix Premier uh, extra-heavy spinning rod. Mm -hmm. Then I got a Shimano 8000D Bait Runner. Um, That's the new spinning reels with the live bait feeding system in the back. Okay, So basically what that does is it allows you to... You open that that drag in the back and you throw your fish out and when, when the flyhead hits the the uh bluegill it just runs with it so it's pulling a line on it doesn't even know mm-hmm. that it's pulling a line out and you flip the switch and set the hook. Um it's a little bit easier than bay casters. Um bay casters you, you, you get it. sometimes you get the rat's nest. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're a little more trickier to use. This is basically just a spinning reel with an extra drag system in the back. Um, you know, a 8-year-old could use them. Uh, and that's what I recommend. That's what I sell a lot of at the shop as far as reels. Okay. Uh, uh, so I'm using extra heavy equipment, uh, you know, big 55-plus size reels. Uh, I'll, I'll put about 80 to 100-pound Power Pro on there. Um, and then the hooks, I've I've gone through every hook in the past 20 years, and the best hook I've found is the Cayley uh, hook.
5: Okay.
3: Uh, at least a 7-0, 8 mm-hmm. for the big, big flatheads. So and sinker sliders, uh, I like to use sinker sliders just because they can pull a line through that slide. Mm -hmm. And they're not,
0: they're not feeling the weight. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And, 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 and I'll just make the point too, that, that, you know, if you're going to do this, it's worth spending the money to get the quality gear. You don't want, you know, when you're you're fighting a 40 or 50 pound fish, you don't want gear that, you know, isn't going to, you know, (laughs) it'll, it'll take that gear and eat it up pretty quick.
3: Yeah, there's nothing more heartbreaking than losing the biggest fish you ever had on the end of your line because you don't have the proper equipment. Mm-hmm. So that's why we go big. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially the line 80, 100-pound power pole, we like to use that just because, you know, we're catching gar, we're catching the oint. Mm-hmm. Rubbing on the rocks, uh
0: well, yeah, yeah, and you're, fish, you're fishing around a lot of structure, and, you know, rocks right. and tree, you know, stumps and things like that. Yeah,
3: yeah, and it's, it's going to take a little more time to get through that hundred pound than it would, mm-hmm. you know, forty, 40 pound. So,
0: and do you put any um, kind of do you put any kind of a like a, a, a you know I, I know like for musky fishing some guys will put like a, a wire leader of some kind on you don't you don't do that do you
3: No, I don't. Uh, I do. I do sell floats that have the wire leader on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of guys like to use floats just to keep that um, fade up off the bottom. Okay. Um, I, I sell a whisker seeker line in the bait shop It's kind of a float with uh, a wire leader hooked already. Okay. You get her out of here, please. Okay, sure. Um, so, yeah, no. Usually. Usually, uh, I use uh, how I rig my pull up is uh, I'll I'll just let my sinker slider run all the way down to my hook. I'll use a hundred pound power pull all the way to the hook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I like one knot instead of three knots. Um, you know, the more knots you get, the, the better chance you have a break in that. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of guys use barrel swivels, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, with the sinker above the barrel swivel, but uh, and then some guys they'll use mono leaders instead of the wire because they like that stretch.
5: Okay, sure.
3: And then if and then if they get snagged, they're not losing twenty yards of line. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're just losing the leader because they can break the leader. Yeah. But, like I say, I don't like going that route personally. I if I get a big fish on, I I want to eliminate. Any chance of him getting
0: off? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the more points that you've got for potential break off, sure, totally understand that. Exactly. exactly. And in, in terms of uh, you, 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 with the the leader and everything uh, as well, are these and and because I I just I don't know, are these fish really toothy fish? Sort of like you know, I'm thinking like you know, muskies and northerns. You really gotta
3: you no, know. no. The big flatheads are. Like sandpaper,
0: okay. Uh,
3: very very strong jaws. Uh, mm-hmm. You know they, they can snap line with a, a head shake, um, okay. but their lips are they're all sandpaper. If you're not careful, they'll they'll rub your hands raw. But uh, they they aren't toothy. They're it, they're more set up to destroy whatever goes in their mouth by like crushing them. You know?
0: was, yeah, I was going to say they, they they tend to. To crush their food beforehand, yeah. more so than than like chew you know tear it up like a muskie or a northern wood,
3: right right, and and when you're fishing, you can always tell if if you've had a flathead chopping on your bait, sometimes mm-hmm. you don't know uh you'll you'll reel your bait in and then they'll just be smashed, uh okay, you can tell the difference it's like they're sandpapered. you catch a gar, you know you can see the tooth marks in them and stuff and. Okay. Mm-hmm. Quite different, yeah. So it's it's they're they're more sandpaperish. Uh, they're they're built uh, to crush their prey. Okay. Well, uh,
0: Jamie, let's. Uh, I, I'm going to wrap this up here real quick. Uh, and now before we before I let you go here, let's talk a little bit about a um, couple of things. Uh, let's talk a little bit about you've got uh, you've got some tournaments coming up. So let's talk about those. Tell me a, a little bit about uh, about what you've got coming up.
3: Well, first one we got coming up is uh, this Sunday. Uh, it's a channel cat tournament. Uh we're putting that on for uh, catfish days. Sure. Um, you can still sign up for that if you want, until uh, 'til six PM tomorrow night. Uh, it starts six AM on Sunday. Um that's that's the first year here are trying to get a catfish tournament going for catfish days. Right. So I mean uh it's strictly channel cat. You can pretty much Anywhere on the Wisconsin side. Mm-hmm. Uh, shore or boat. Uh, the lands are at uh, 2 p.m. on Sunday at Lock and Down number six. Okay. Um, and that that is, we're paying out first, second, and third. Okay. And then my next one uh, would be my Flathead tournament. Mm-hmm. That, that's my fall tournament. Uh, that is August 17th. Okay. Um, that's going to run two nights and this one's going to be a little different. I'm eliminating my live weigh-ins and we're, we're going to go to picture catch and release. So basically these guys are going to catch their flathead. They're going to measure it and they're going to take a picture Okay. and then they send that picture in to me. And then we basically go by length. Uh, that one's like I say, that's mid-August. Um, I got that posted on Facebook. If anybody wants to check it out, oh, um, that's right. usually a, a bigger tournament. You know, forty, fifty guys get in on that. Uh, my last tournament, uh, I think the winner, that he took home twelve hundred bucks. Wow! So. But yeah that's uh the next two tournaments we have coming up and might do another one in September uh, uh, depends on the weather here we've we've had a bad year so
0: yeah it's it's been a it's been a challenge and i I will grant you that okay so let's uh let's finish this up as well. Let's talk a little bit about uh about the shop Fat Cat bait and fishing um, so you guys are are right in trempello. And uh, uh what are your hours?
3: Um, Monday through Saturday it's six to six and then uh Sunday six to four. So we are open seven days a week at six AM and we are here at six, so we're um Sundays like say we close at four. So i get my couple extra hours off.
0: Yeah, there you but go. <laughs> sure that uh that that sounds good and and now in in terms of you know you got you guys have it all up there i'm looking at your uh uh your website there i mean you, you know bait is yep. uh, in the name of the business and that's what you guys have plenty of it
3: yep uh so you know the, the live bait's a little different during the summer uh we carry just mostly walleye minnows crappy minnows uh, a lot of suckers, you know, I'll have some chubs every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw a lot of little cats, Will cats are, uh, walleye guys go crazy over to will cats. The wall, uh, walleyes love them. Uh, what else do we carry? We got, you know, green worms, nightcrawlers, baby nightcrawlers, big reds, uh, waxies, uh, even got beaver tail in the fridge up there. So, right. um, Leeches. Uh right right now we got some pretty big leeches. Nice. Uh, um during the winter, uh we'll start carrying shiners, you know, and the rosies and stuff like that. But uh Uh yeah, we got everything, reels, rods, uh,
5: get you know, outfitted you you
3: need, so
0: front to back, we'll get you covered. Cool.
3: Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, Jamie, i I, I really appreciate uh, appreciate you taking the uh, time to chat with me this morning here on the uh, on the show and talk a little bit about catfishing. And uh, I appreciate your fishing reports every week uh, and sharing that information and helping me share that with uh, the folks listening. And uh, again, uh, I, I appreciate you taking the time this morning to uh, uh, to uh, to chat with me on uh, on always uh, busy weekends and certainly with catfish days going on. It's probably a little busier than normal, so. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. I, I I I thank you very much and uh, we will uh, we will talk again soon and uh, I've got to go and and take care of a few bills here but uh, again I appreciate the time this morning.
3: All right, no problem and uh if anybody needs to chat about catfishing, feel free to call the shop.
0: Sounds good. All right. Appreciate it. And uh uh the number is uh, uh what what's the best number for him to reach you at?
3: Uh 608-534-5359.
0: Sounds good. All right. Well, appreciate uh, again the time and we'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right, thank you. All right, take care. Bye-bye. That is uh that's Jamie from Fat Cat Bait up in uh, Trempolo here. I got to take a break and be back in just a couple moments with more WKTY outdoors on WKTY 967 FM 5:80 a.m. As a
1: kid, you loved going to Grandma and Grandpa's house. It meant limitless exploring outside, running through the fields, playing in the barn, or a hike through the woods. They had the land. You roamed free. Get that freedom again. Talk to Tony Ryerson from Coldwell Banker River Valley Realtors. Land for hunting, farming, or timber, whatever you're looking for, Tony can find it. Make the smart investment. Get the plot of land you've always wanted and can finally afford. Your inner kid thanks you. Contact Tony at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Thank you. You've heard the stories of the hot spots where the fish are biting, and you're thinking, "Man, can my old boat motor get me there?" Here's a solution for that: a new Bennington pontoon that's powered by a new Mercury motor, available at Powerhouse Marine. Not only will this provide you with a way to get you and your fishing buddies to the hot spot, but you could also enjoy the day on the river with your family, do some great sightseeing, or if you're a fishing boat kind of guy, how about a new low fishing boat with a Mercury outboard motor? A new low boat is great not only for fishing but also for pulling water skiers. Nobody knows boats and pontoons in the area like the guys at Powerhouse Marine. Plus, to help you find your own hotspots, check with different hummingbird fish finders also available. Maybe you just need a new trolling motor. Powerhouse Marine has a great selection of new Minn Kota trolling motors. So whether you're looking for a new pontoon like a Bennington or a new low-fishing skiing boat, check with Powerhouse Marine and get to your hotspot today.
2: Now at Menard's, save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. Get the storage you need with Suncast. The Tremont series is made in the USA and has a durable double wall construction. Get an 8 by 10 foot storage shed for just 8 dollars after 11% off. Get 11% off everything now at Menard's. Good through July 14th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details.
1: Save big money
2: at Menard's. Your station for Milwaukee Brewer Baseball is WKTY. Follow the 2018 Brewers all season long right here. Brewer Baseball on WKTY brought to you by Vernon Communications, Mr. Electric, Firefighters Credit Union, Advanced Plumbing Systems, Paul's Heating and Air Conditioning, Culligan of La Crosse, Bethauser Wealth Management, Hammerhart, Schaefer Woodworking, Sunset Gardens, Hunter's Last Chance, Patty Evans Real Estate, Designing Jewelers. Your home for Brewer Baseball is WKTY 96.7 FM 588 m We want to hire you. Wisconsin Electrical Workers are hiring now for experienced licensed electricians. We have employer-paid health care for you and your family, 25% employer-paid pension. That's over $16,000 a year for your retirement. Plus, you earn over $65,000 a year. Wisconsin Electrical Workers have immediate openings. Apply now. Call John at 715-214-7676. 715-214-7676. Ask for John. Or go to wisconsinelectricalworkers.org to apply
0: wkty it is now eight fifty eight. welcome back to wkty outdoors brought to you by tony ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com get the homer plot of land you've always wanted and uh, certainly thanks to uh, jamie up at fat cat bay man we just got chatting there <laughs> i looked up and it's like wow so this hour has flown by here uh, I just want to uh, give a quick shout-out here, too, that uh, if you haven't had a chance to uh, to do it, get on up to uh, Veterans Freedom Park starting at 10 o'clock this morning, the uh, annual youth out- 10th annual Youth Outdoor Fest going on uh, today. Uh, again, it runs from 10 until 2. You want to learn about hunting, fishing, outdoor activities. I mean, it's all going to be happening up there. You can boat rides and learn about kayaking and all sorts of things, uh, like I said, related to outdoors. It's great for the kids, great family adventure, uh, and the beautiful thing about it, it's all free. It's going to be a lot of fun, so uh, get on up there and enjoy that. Uh, again, it's Veterans Freedom Park up on the north side of La Crosse. Youth Outdoor Fest runs from ten until two. Hey, I got to wrap the show up again. Thanks to Jamie up at Fat Cat Bait. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll see you next Saturday with WKTY Outdoors. Station for sports. WKTY
2: Lacrosse, 96.7 FM.